one of the things we want to cultivate together is uh, an awareness that there is some variety in how we can go about the task and encourage each other in that uh, and keep helping each other. And part of what I'm wanting to do now just for a few minutes is, it's only, only for five or so minutes, is just to reflect on some observations I want to share about how to engage with assessing the various models that we see. So we've seen uh, three different ones, but in each of those you could actually press in a little bit further and see some other aspects to the differences. So um, uh, Clayton, you might actually suggest not just mother-daughter plant, but platform plant, uh, a pulpit platform ministry where it's centred around a place with a centralised preaching ministry that's being exercised very different to... David with uh, gospel community focus. Is that a fair expression? Which, is it, would you say secondarily comes together? With, with the, the gravity and weight of the work would be more gospel community and secondarily comes together as a group of gatherings? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you can see there's, a, there's, there's further dimensions to the differences between the models that need to be teased out and understood. The nature of the leadership structures in each of them. These things uh, are different in many of these and need to be assessed. How do you go about doing this assessing? Uh, I, I, I just offer this thought. It's in terms of concentric circles, I think. You, um, and depending on whether you're assessing a model or creating one will depend on how you align those concentric circles. So what I mean by it is this. Uh, when you're assessing a model, uh, any new ministry that's brought to you, I, I think you're operating with the outside concentric circle is just simply theological principle. Uh, does this trip a simple theological principle? Now, we, we, have, we are confronted with all kinds of models over and above the ones we've just seen. We've got the purpose-driven model, um, you've got the cell group model, you've got the gospel community, you've got the seeker services, you've got video campusing. You've got Presbyterian model, you've got Baptist model leadership, you've got uh, Anglican model Episcopal, you, you've got the two-by-two two, um, uh, go out and, and evangelise into existence uh, and so on and so forth. You, you've got a, a mass of different ones. Do any of these models or aspects of it trip simple theological principle that we uh, are perceiving in the scriptures? And of course, uh, the, the, well, let me just, I'll give you the broad outline and I'll then unpack each of them a little bit more. The theological principle. The next circle in, no, it doesn't trip that. You, you come further in. There's the next concentric circle in my mind is the theological pragmatism. It's a pragmatism that's shaped theologically. Um, does it trip that? Inner circle is simple pragmatism. Does it work or not? Now, that's, I take it, as you're assessing a model, you move your way through the onion skin. You kind of peel it back as you come further in. As you're developing a ministry, which most of us are having to do in all kinds of ways, so we've got broad outlines of what we're doing, but many of us are having to create structures and processes and managements and so on. How do you do that? My view is the best way is to reverse the concentric circles. The centre one is the theological principles. So you work your way scripturally through theological principles which then, once I begin to emerge from that into theological pragmatism and into then pure pragmatics. You see, you operate the reverse way, I take it. Now, one of the things that, just to reflect on a few, just to make some observations about that process, the first one is the theological principles uh, are not easy. Um, coming to a theological mind 
is a profound process of transformation of thought which requires systematic theology and biblical theology to interact and engage with each other. And that is quite a complex process. So it's not just a matter of uh, considering the systematic theological understanding of how God leads and pulling all the Bible together on that. It's actually recognising we're moving through different dispensations theologically in salvation history. And so there are actually different weightings that are given to each of those dimensions as you move through history and need to be borne in mind. Now, we'll be considering some of those. We'll be looking at the theological plank tonight on the theology of the church. Now, as you come to that, just doing systematics on the theology of church is not sufficient. You need to consider church in light of the movement through dispensations and God's salvation history as it unfolds to get a proper appreciation of church. That's a complex process. And one of, the things, one of the things that we own very much in this network that we're seeking to create is a desire to be theologically driven, to have sufficient theological mind to bring to bear on assessing the models that you might choose to adopt or by creating a work within the model you're using means you need to be very theologically aware. And that cannot be gained unless some extraordinary anointing of the Spirit happens by you reading a few books on weekends. Do you know what I mean? You, 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 to, to get the sophistication required and the subtleties and the ability to instinctively engage theologically requires a lifetime of dedicated theological research and exploration, which is most helpfully kick-started and I say it's only kick-started by a series of intensive years of engaging theologically. Um, so is that only possible to be delivered by a formal theological course that takes four years? No, there's no, where's the Bible verse for that and the Bible theological principle for that? No, 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 but you want to think into it hard if you don't want to go that route. It's going to be very difficult. Uh, there are other ways to deliver it, but we need to be committed to deepening theology. I've considered my theological education a Kentucky tour through Europe. Uh, I felt like I dropped into Venice for half a day and Rome for a day and then I flew to Paris and had a quick hour there and shot over. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I've spent the rest of my life now going back to each of those places and digging even further. And I take it that's our task. First comment, just theologically, we need to engage very deeply and uh, it's a complex process to properly ensure that we don't get caught up the whole seeker service thing. I'm going to say something. I'm going to be horrified. I'm old enough to remember when it all came out. Al, he was there when it came out. He was he was an old man when it arrived. But oh, you know, I was there on the cusp of it all happening when we all ran off to conferences for Willow Creek. You weren't there. Come on. You... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Um, I wasn't running off either. I was just quietly going along. But because um, I was such a young man, I was watching everyone around me. The, uh, and everyone got caught up on this is the way to reach Australia. Uh, friends, it, it, was, it had theological problems that many of our friends, praise God, were able to stand up and identify. But too many, unfortunately, were quick to see this is something that seems to be working. Let's jump on the bad wagon. The Signs and Wonders movement comes out as the great new way to reach the world with the gospel. And 
Many, many pastors ran on. Theologically, we need to help each other to be well-minded on these things. Um, the second um, principle I'd, I'd just draw attention to in light of these kind of concentric circles is the danger of enlarging or contracting where the circle boundaries lie. Do you know what I mean? So, so it's too easy, it's very easy to make of the theological model you're wedded to and to apply to it much more theological weight than it merits so that you actually embed it in the centre theological circle when really it should be embedded in the theological pragmatism circle or possibly even just pragmatism. And so our danger is that we over-theologise we make too much of our particular model or point, uh, or sometimes too little. And so even where you draw the circle is part of a theological analysis and process that takes effort and care and conversation together pastorally with each other. Um, so let me just give you a quick example of that size, church size. Um, now, when you're a quarter of a million, <laughs> don't we wish... Don't we wish, don't we pray that the Lord might raise up, not, not that anyone's critiquing this at all, but don't we pray that the Lord might raise up churches that were that impactful? Um, but you, you will find in all church contexts that people make of a certain size of church more than is warranted theologically. This is the way to have church. And it's because I dare say they've drawn the circles in the wrong spot. Um, all of that process engaging together is a complex one uh, and we need to be sharp and tight, tighter and sharper as we go along in this whole life together, which is why planting churches in fellowship, uh, theologically minded as we discuss together, is so critically important, which is very, very helpful. Now, one of the things, too, to add to that, I think one of the blessings we have is that we are actually drawing together people from different theological traditions who share the core reformed theological mind. So we do have the Presbyterians, we have the Episcopal, we have the Congregational Governed, all of that kind of... Um, uh, did I say, all of that model brought together, which means we can bounce off each other and rub off each other and make each other better for what we do. That's quite powerful and precious as well.